The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Friday, November 18th edition of the program. I'm down in Palm Beach, Florida at uh, WJNO here in the uh, afternoon on Friday, getting ready to go to Mar-a-Lago. And my timing is good because big announcement today from Merrick Garland. There are two investigations going on, criminal investigations uh, that involve Donald Trump, and they just announced a special counsel to oversee them. So this is the all-out lawfare of the Biden regime against their primary political opponent, Donald Trump. This is madness. We'll talk about that. Plus the cult of Nancy Pelosi's greatness. Some people trying to build that one up as fast as possible now that she's no longer going to be in the Speaker of the House role, which is a thing we can all celebrate. And at Twitter, the lib meltdowns keep getting more and more amusing. It is fabulous. It is fantastic. We will discuss. When cyber criminals come to the dark web for stolen data, you know what they're looking for? Your stuff. They're looking to get your information. Anyone's really. They just want to be able to use personally identifying information. 
that comes from breaches. Data breaches happen all the time in these big sites. And your stuff's out there in the dark web, and just you're unlucky. Guess what? They take out loans in your name, credit cards, and then you find out about it usually when you get collection notices, perhaps a big hit on your credit report. This happened to me. $1,000 someone took out of my name. wasn't me. Had to get it wiped off my credit report. But you know how? You know how I knew about it? And you know how I got it off the credit report? LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, which makes it dangerously easy for cyber criminals to steal your identity. But protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name that you didn't know about. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code BUCK for 25% off. Uh, Let's talk about this situation here of uh, Merrick Garland today. So they hate Trump. You know that. Trump derangement syndrome is very much alive and well. He has announced for president. We just had a midterm election. And here they are already putting out there that they're basically going to prosecute Donald Trump. I mean, at this point, you'd have to think they're making it nearly impossible for this to end any other way. Like, how else is this going to go? They're not going to prosecute Donald Trump. They're going to have. Remember, there was the Mueller probe. Mueller running the Russia collusion delusion investigation. That didn't go anywhere. There was the Mueller probe. And then now they have the Mar-a-Lago documents probe and the January 6th insurrection probe. Which are going to be overseen by some guy, Jack Smith, from the Department of Justice. You will see articles in the weeks and months ahead, I can assure you, telling everybody that Jack Smith is the single most dogged, fearless, determined, amazing, impartial, non-political investigator slash prosecutor in the history of the universe. So that's going to be a huge tip-off, right? They're not appointing a guy who they don't think is going to go after Trump out of malice for his politics. Let's start with that. Step one, okay? And then you got to think this is the, this is would be the third investigation overseen by a special counsel of Donald Trump. How do they do this without bringing some kind of a charge? Remember, he's not president anymore, as we all know. So there is no real protection from prosecution for him. And this is going to be messy and difficult no matter what. Because at a minimum, it's going to create this endless news cycle for the libs. Where what are they going to be talking about? Oh my gosh, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. They have been conditioned through years of this. The subscribers to the New York Times, the subscribers to the Washington Post, people that watch CNN, MSNBC, PBS, NBC News, ABC News, CBS Evening News, etc. They have been convinced that the only way that there's a just end to Trumpism is Trump is prosecuted and uh, sent to prison. And there have been people who have built huge careers. I mean, Rachel Maddow over at MSNBC is one. She was already obviously big at MSNBC, but reached her absolute peak 
by just running with the Russia collusion delusion lie for her audience night after night after night, never apologized for it, never said, you know what, that was all crap. So they were successful in many regards with it. We, we think, oh, well, because they didn't manage to entirely, um, because they didn't manage to entirely destroy Trump's presidency, get him kicked out of office and prosecuted, we beat the Mueller probe about Russia collusion. That's not true. They use that as the primary tool of opposition. And even people who didn't believe it were fatigued by it. Even people who were like, oh, this is crap. They're like, my gosh, just make this stop. Exactly. That's what they want. Because then some of those individuals are maybe independent or swing voters. They're like, oh, I couldn't vote for Trump in 2020. I'm so tired of all this. They're hoping for that emotion. And a lot of people gave them that. So this is now where we are. This is the reality that is unfolding before us. They are likelier than ever to bring some charge against Donald Trump. And let's play that out for a moment. What happens? What happens if they actually prosecute Trump? You say to yourself, well, the people who are being lectured constantly by libs about the threats to our democracy, they're going to just go quietly into the night and say, oh, okay, fine. You're indicting the, you know, the, the chief political opponent of the regime in power. So, you know, no big deal. No, I don't think that's going to happen. They're trying to, you can, you can assume, they're unifying the country by indicting the head of the political opposition likely in 2023. That's what's coming here. And think about also the possible charges. If they do it on the Mar-a-Lago side of things, that will mean that they are bringing a charge against Donald Trump that they explicitly ignored in much more clear and egregious circumstances when Hillary Clinton was secretary of state and running for president. They, they just said, sorry, yes, she recklessly handled classified information hundreds of times, willfully over and over again. Yes, she created risks to national security, but, you know, she's important. She's Hillary, so we're not going to prosecute her. That's what they did. And they're going to turn around and look at you and say, oh, sorry, the law's the law. Trump has to be prosecuted. Understand this in, in advance of any decision that they make here, that this Jack Smith, the ultimate G-man, you know, the government's best. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of that stuff. Guy's probably going to be the cover of Vanity Fair soon. Fauci's going to be sitting at home. I'm, I'm so sad. Jack Smith is stealing all of my thunder. Nobody else will ever be able to replace the Fouch in Fauci's own heart. But yeah, Jack Smith's going to become a folk hero to the lips because they're going to try to create this perception that he's so honest and great, and he is the Trump destroyer. He will, he will prosecute Trump. You think they'd really drag him off to prison? They would try to do that? It's, it's amazing when you think this stuff through. Uh, and, and over what exactly? And the January 6th insurrection stuff would be, which is obviously a riot. They call it an insurrection. It's a lie. Uh, but that would have to be a charge of inciting insurrection. That's the only thing they could really try for, which is which would mean that they were treating Trump like somebody who was standing in front of a crowd saying, burn that building down. That is a government building and overthrow the government. Is that what he said? No, it's not what he said. He said, have your voices be peacefully heard. But they don't care. They don't care. I don't even know if I can tell what the political ramifications of just the investigation will be, because on the one hand, it's very likely you're going to have people who feel like 
they've got to just get in the bunker with Trump now. People that were feeling maybe a little, oh, I'm fatigued with all this. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I can handle this. You know, it's been so much, so much noise, everything else. Uh, they might say you cannot, you cannot bend, you cannot kneel to this kind of overt tyranny. You want to talk about saving democracy? You can't allow the regime in power to use the government prosecution of opposition political figures to go to go forward. I mean, you just can't do it if you're going to think you really have a country that is a republic worthy of the name. But Trump derangement syndrome is a very powerful thing. Uh, we're talking about Nancy Pelosi and the legacy that they've said Nancy Pelosi has left behind in just a moment. Luxury items normally come with big price tags attached. Not so right now with the most luxurious office chair you can buy, though, the X chair. I mean, this is arguably the finest office chair in the world. I've got one. My dad's got one. My sister's got one. They're amazing. For less than a dollar a day. That's right, about 20 bucks a month because you can finance it. You can own something that's going to make the hours and hours sitting at your desk more comfortable and productive. You're going to feel better and get more done with your X chair. I mean, I love my X chair. I'm on the road right now, so I don't have it, but I've got it at home. And I, I am in my X chair every single day until you sit in one of these chairs. You can only really partially appreciate what I'm sharing with you right now. And, you know, my dad loves his because it's got the heat and and massage pack down around the lumbar region, which just feels so good on your lower back. There's an X chair for every style and budget. If you want an X chair in a really cool color, I got my dad a cognac colored X chair. My sister got herself a pale blue X chair. And mine at home is a kind of off, off blue white color. Uh, they all look so cool. They're they're amazing, and there's so many different options and functionalities you can get. This needs to be your office chair for home, or if you just want a super comfortable chair to have uh, that you know you can kick back, watch TV, play some video games, whatever. You want an X chair. Check out all the options and their amazing financing plans at xchairbuck.com. That's the letter X chairbuck.com. No other chair can compare to X chair. Go to xchairbuck.com. That's xchairbuck.com. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. They think she's so amazing. They think she's the greatest ever. Uh, here is a fellow whose name is Matthew Dowd. He's among the dumbest political analysts you will ever see on television. He's honestly one of the very worst. So he's perfect to weigh in on how great Nancy Pelosi is. Play clip four. I agree with the president. She's the most consequential, effective speaker in my lifetime. She should be on everybody's goat list of, of leaders of the House uh, of the entirety of our country's history. Uh, she has to be on considered one of the greatest of all time. I think what I laud most about her and I've always respected about her, even having been on the opposite side of her at times, is she's a true servant leader. In all of its manifestations, she served not for her own benefit, but for the benefit of others. And this step she made today, I think, is one of the most classy examples of servant leadership. She became incredibly wealthy while she was in office, thanks to her husband and his amazing trading ability of the stock market. Oh, yeah. And she waited until she's, what, in her 80s to step down? Oh, yeah, servant leadership. I mean, to be such a sycophant. As that guy is uh, to the, the Democrat regime and the apparatus of power, it's just, I guess it's impossible for some people to feel any embarrassment. They'll say anything. 
They'll go to any lengths. Doesn't matter. Oh, Nancy Pelosi's amazing. Nancy Pelosi is honestly a sub-mediocre IQ leftist who just has the political instincts of a mafia boss and was in the safest, craziest, lunatic, liberal district you could ever find and was tied in with the Democrat elite. She's a huge hypocrite. And everyone should recognize at some level that she's just made things worse in the country. There's nothing There's nothing Nancy Pelosi's left behind where I go, oh, yeah, that was really helpful. That was really good. In fact, here's Kevin McCarthy saying, look, she doesn't even want to give me the gavel at this point. There's no there's no sense of fair play and good sportsmanship from Nancy. Play one. Who's going to hand the gavel over to you? All right. Nancy well, Pelosi <laughs> is retired from the leadership. Steny Hoyer is retired from the leadership. They're going to have to have somebody uh, hand the gavel over to you. That's the uh, the ultimate change in power. The symbolism is huge. They're going to put somebody up there to do it. Yeah, it has to be the minority leader, which I believe that'll be Hakeem Jeffries. But it's interesting. I had a friend text me. So I just saw Nancy Pelosi's finally been fired, but I think she's leaving because she's still staying in Congress. She just doesn't want to have to hand me the gavel. Probably that's the reason. <laughs> oh, no, that's a terrible thing. It's probably true. It's probably true. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is a an ardent partisan and did nothing to unify the country and leaves no legacy worthy of anyone's praise. But they're going to create the cult of Pelosi like they did the cult of RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Remember, they had little little kind of, you know, rest in peace now, but back in her day, kind of small, decrepit RBG doing push-ups and stuff. They're like, oh, look at her fierce workouts, RBG, it's amazing. It was weird. It's like worshiping this little old lady who could barely raise her arms up. They're like, oh, look at the way she throws around those 1.5-pound weights. Is it, This is real. You can see this on the Internet. It was bizarre. Little RBG dolls everywhere. They're going to do this with Pelosi now, too. Hey, here I am with a Chanel scarf. Hey. And the most expensive uh, stylist for my hair and my suits you've ever seen in your life to create the. But Nancy's a little old lady. Should have retired 15 years ago. But, you know, nope. No, they tell us she's a genius. She's amazing. She's fantastic. And then there's the libs on Twitter. This Twitter stuff is phenomenal. They're completely freaking out um, because it turns out when Elon Musk tells them, hey, you got to work a little harder, you got to do more. And now they're saying 75% of Twitter's workforce is gone. It's a website. Yeah, there's some back-end engineering and there's some things. But what everyone, I think, is waking up to is that Twitter just became one of these, kind of like a college university. I'm sorry, a college or university. Twitter became one of these uh, lib sinecure machines where people who share the same ideology just kind of show up and they glom on and other people glom. They create these these very amorphous jobs, just people around, they all agree with the other people, and it really becomes a political machine. And this is why it all starts with HR. It all starts with getting some wokester in charge of HR, and then they start hiring people who are entirely like-minded, and they bring in more and more of these wokesters, and then they got the diversity and inclusion stuff, and they got you know conversational health, and, and eventually you got your general counsel, your CFO, they're all wokesters. And this is what happens at a place like like Twitter. And the fact that uh, they're so freaking out about Elon, I mean, they're, they're pretending like, oh, it's all going to fall apart. Um, here they are. Here's a, a CNN media reporter who's saying they're going to struggle to keep the lights on at Twitter. Play 16. 
earlier this month, he gave a choice, work quote unquote hardcore or leave the company with three months of severance. It seems like a large amount of people have decided to leave the company. They don't want to work hardcore. And that's thrown the future of this platform into utter chaos. I've been talking to people all day. One former executive who recently exited told me that with all these departures, it's going to be hard just to keep the lights on over there. And so now with all these departures, the people who are remaining, the management has suspended badge access into Twitter's offices, presumably because they're afraid that employees who are technically no longer employed at Twitter could potentially sabotage things. Yeah, the whole thing's not going to fall apart because they don't have enough you know, diversity educators in the various headquarters of Twitter all over the world, believe it or not. There's so many people at these places that don't do it. And this is why Twitter wasn't, wasn't a, a profitable company. It wasn't making money, right? It was a company that kept losing money over many years. And Elon Musk comes in, and it is fascinating to watch these, uh, these journos and gender studies majors in the media who are like, Elon Musk, what does he know about running a company? I don't know. I mean, the guy who puts rockets into outer space better, cheaper than NASA does, more, more quickly than NASA does. The guy who took Tesla and made it a global phenomenon for electric vehicles, electric cars, and made electric cars cool. Like I think Teslas are actually pretty cool cars. I would, I would get one, not my first car, but I would get one as a kind of a fun car to have. I think he knows something about running a company. I think he knows more than the shocked and outraged liberals running around. Oh my gosh, he's destroyed. They just need control. This isn't one of their little toys anymore. Oh, but you mean that we don't get to just do whatever we want at Twitter and shout down and shut down all the conservatives? <laughs> no, apparently not. I mean, look, Elon may not be great on free speech. We still have to see. We got to see what he actually does. But it's better than it was. It couldn't be any worse than it was. Couldn't be any worse, which was just total dishonesty, totally one-sided partisanship. So I think it's going to be uh, an improvement to be sure. I'm uh, going to be uh, supposed to be, assuming they let me in. At Mar-a-Lago tonight for a, a black tie event, which means that I'll be seeing Trump and his some of his people uh, in the aftermath of today's announcement of a special counsel to look over these two criminal investigations of, of Trump. So I think it'll be an interesting time to be around the Trumpster tonight. So I will have more for you on that on Tuesday. I'm going to be out Monday. I'm going to go shoot with some friends of mine who are uh, former Navy SEALs. They're going to get my skills sharpened up quite a bit uh, on the uh, pistol and carbine front. So that'll be on Monday. I'll be with you all on Tuesday. And I look forward to talking to you then about all things and everything, my friends. Shields high. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 